We're here to make a dent in the universe or else why are we even doing this? If I don't think I cut out all the fun stuff, because that to me is the fun stuff. Build that audience, because if you've got no one to sell it to, then it's just going to flop and die. And no one likes a floppy, right? I'm yet to meet a woman who just kind of grew up confidently in her body. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Nicole Bremner. Join my weekly conversations with really interesting people as I delve into the stories and experiences that make them uniquely them. Hello and welcome to the latest podcast with me, Nicole Bremner. Now, this is an exciting guest today because many people dream about life at sea and if they win Euro millions, they'll go and live on a yacht on the sea. And this company and the CEO who I'm interviewing now, they make this possible. And this is Crane Brink Nielsen, and he's the CEO and sales and marketing director for X Yachts, a Danish yacht brand and manufacturing company specializing in the production of sailing yachts for cruising and racing. But they've also got a powerboat, which we'll talk about as well. Crane was previously the CEO of Kopman Denmark and Norway, and he has an MBA, an executive MBA from AVT Business School. In September 2012, he achieved that, and he describes himself as a results-driven and passionate leader with 20 years of leadership experience in different positions within sales, operations, and general management. And he has an extensive commercial background and experience with production and optimization of production. And uh, he's a very experienced and competent sailor, obviously. We're going to be looking at all of this and particularly how, how achievable that yachting lifestyle is. Crane, thank you so much for joining me today from sunny Denmark. Absolutely. It's wonderful here. <laughs> and uh, not too cold. I saw pictures recently where there was ice and people were sailing around the ice in the, in the harbours. Yeah, we had minus uh, 15, 14 days ago and couldn't launch a boat. And uh, now we have plus 15. So it's a rapid change. Yeah, it is. That's a big difference. Now, I am really surprised, actually, because having spoken with you over the last few months, it's counterintuitive to me that X Yachts, a boat builder, has had one of their best ever years of sales in 2020 during lockdown and a pandemic. Why is this? Yeah, I was actually also puzzled about that because in uh, in uh, in early spring, uh, sales actually disappeared with the corona because of the uncertainty in the global economy. So so our sales actually disappeared, and we were a bit uh, worried what would happen over summer. And then uh, actually suddenly it it picked up because we saw that uh, that the digital effort in in keeping communication with our customers uh, through our configurator they they could still dream at home. And then over the summer, we met all those customers that started dreaming. And then we had uh, basically exploding sales over the summer. So it's been a it's been a very, very um, yeah funny year in many ways. Yeah. And you talk about that configurator that you've got. And it's kind of equivalent, I think, to people here in the UK going on right move and searching for their perfect homes. And then we've seen an explosion in, in house buying over summer and through to this new year. And it's similar to that, isn't it? Because you can go online and you can optimize your ideal boat for life. Yeah. And I think what really makes this is that you can write the name of your wife on the back of the boat so you can really personalize your dream. So so that has been a, a game changer for us in, in the, you can say, in the digital part during this uh, pandemic. And do you think that the 
this yachting lifestyle, this life at sea, do you think it's taken a pandemic for people to really want to change the way they live and realise that they can live a, a different lifestyle than that which is traditionally portrayed to us? It's uh, certainly accelerated. Uh, what uh, We've seen that acceleration over this year that uh, uh, I can give you a really good uh, example, Nicole, that uh, we had a family, a French family visiting us uh, to buy a boat and we go for the normal test sale and everything is set. And uh, the family obviously do not know anything about a boat. So we were a bit surprised, uh, but we gave them a very good sale. And the end of the day ended with a contract where we offered them a 14-day sailing course because that was a prerequisite to make it successful. So that was certainly a, a Corona customer that uh, that uh, that appeared, and and I think that's a wonderful story of how things are changing. So they'd never sailed before, or never actually no. been at the helm before. <laughs> so obviously, uh, our our two colleagues from the sales department they they did most of the job, but, but uh, they found the boat interesting. They wanted to be a part of the the ex-families who just took a course. So now we're actually considering building this into to the way that we, we, we do our business, that maybe we have to offer courses once in a while, and that's very new for us. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'd love a course personally, because obviously I've uh, I've learned quite a lot at uh, at the helm of the, of the ex-yacht that Paul has, Savvy. And so I've learned a lot there, but it's different to actually going and doing a course and learning uh, from the beginning. It's like learning a language. If you just learn conversationally, you never actually learn the foundations and the fundamentals. So yeah, I think that's a great add on to, and it'd be interesting for you to see how many people take that up. What do you think yeah. from the initial conversations? Yeah, I'm sure we see a, a changing pattern also in terms of, of uh, working, uh, the, the way you do your work, that we, we actually have customers that, that use the boat as a base for running their sometimes global uh, business. So if you have the right setup in terms of uh, battery power and Wi-Fi, then, then you can run your business. And, and the whole corona environment has been a, a huge accelerator for thinking new ways of, of, of place to work from. That's right. So it's become more acceptable that you can work from anywhere and it and that doesn't have to be on land does it it can be anywhere where there's a good wi-fi signal <laughs> exactly so um yeah it's been a very very interesting year and and for sure we have we have really learned a lot also in in terms of communicating with our customers that normally uh, entering springtime now we would have uh, let's say five to ten customers every week from all over the world here in our ex-lounge, talking to them, go see the boats. Now we have maybe one customer a week, and then the rest of them, that is FaceTime visits to a boat that is us shipping them video of what they want to see from the boat. So so basically our selling process is almost 95% digital right now, and that's that's very awkward. That must have helped a lot that you had a strong digital presence from the beginning, and clearly you've just had to build on that. But what was it that you had in place pre-corona that uh, you were able to build on pre-corona we did uh, we did have our configurator in uh, in place so so we invested more time in getting all our boat types uh, available on the configurator and then we uh, yeah already in i think uh, in february start march we uh, we did all our boats with the 3d tour so the customer could have their own walkarounds uh, and of course everyone can do digital stuff but what we did with the configurator was that we pre-rendered all the options. So that means if you go in the boat and you pick a carbon mast or whatever, 
then it will take you one second, then you have your option. So everything is predefined. You don't have to sit and wait for 10 seconds. So it needs to be working really, really well before everyone can go digital. Yeah, and has that had a, a big take up the configurator? Yeah, we can see that, uh, of course, uh, analyzing uh, Google Analytics for what is happening within all our digital environment. And we, we just saw the things uh, peak. And, and for us, it has been uh, quite a journey to get our 28 dealers around the world on that journey as well, because it, it's not it's not enough that the yard works really well. So so we had to go digital with 28 dealers around the world that are maybe a company with a man and hus man and wife that sells a boat. So so getting the whole dealer network on the same uh, journey coming from a, a very uh, non-digital approach. So so that has been a, a change effort, uh, quite substantial this year. The other thing that you do very well, uh, X Yachts does very well, is the community building. And you've got the X community and the X sailor. And there does seem to be this, uh, this tight-knit community around that. Uh, how do you feel that you've been able to establish that level of support and community? Um, th there's no doubt that uh, we have actually uh, this year for the first time really digged into that and, and looked at it also as a strategic initiative from our side to support it. Because what we see in UK, for instance, is there's an owners association with a lot of members that meet on a regular basis, that do trips together. So, so you can say the whole community is actually out there. And funny enough, Denmark doesn't have an owners association like in many other mm -hmm. countries. So we've started to to kind of build in, in Denmark all that hosting event, inviting 25 X-Shark donors, having a fundraise together and just spending time together. And, and for sure, we've learned that the community is much more efficient as a sales tool for us than our own sales reps. Because, uh, you know, when you're on your boat, you love to talk to the boat next to you and say what they're missing. <laughs> well, which leads me beautifully onto my next question, which is, why X yachts? What is it about X yachts that's different from, say, other other boats in their class? I would say that this company has a 42, 42 year old history, and and over those uh, forty two years, it's it's been the same uh, designer that has uh, designed more than forty boats. So there has been a a clear path, and and you know when you go at sea, you instantly see that it's an X yacht because yeah. of three stripes so so uh, our um, you can say customers they instantly recognize when it's an exact so we have this certain expression and and then you can say we would never ever make a summer house at sea we make a boat that sails really well and that's the credit that that we are getting and then of course building a community where you feel a part of the family that's uh, that's an extremely important thing yeah we paul and i feel proud when we uh, when we're in the in the savvy, the X yacht or, or sailing it. And, and as you say, it's so nice when you uh, sail and you see someone else in another X yacht and you give them the wave and you, you instantly have this uh, rapport with them that you otherwise wouldn't have. So what then led you into power boats? Yeah, that was actually, um, we have a very passionate chairman of our company and um, he acquired this company eight years ago. Um, and is really, really keen to keep developing a company. It's it's a kind of a hard investment for him. Of course, it's a business, but he, he is so emotionally engaged in the company. So he wants to see the company grow. And pre-corona, we had a, actually a pretty flat uh, curve of growth on, on the sailboat, maybe 5-10% a year, which was actually better than average because the market is flat. Um, mm -hmm. And then 
the side we saw a power boat growing by 20 30 percent uh, and and in some countries it's uh, 10 times the number of power boats sold compared to sailboats so basically to give our company um another leg uh, um, to, to stand on and uh, and uh, for the further growth uh, journey we we decided to to go into to this and it's been a, it's been a journey because i'm a sailor by heart my chairman is a sailor by heart so so kind of uh, understanding the powerboat uh, market and and uh, recruiting people that were specialists in that that's been extremely interesting and it started uh, 24 months ago it's really interesting the design that you've chosen because what is lovely about X yachts is, as you said, they're, these sailboats are 42 years old, and yet the design hasn't really changed materially from from those that are 42 years old to now. So, how important was you that was it for you that you kept that integrity of the style and the design and the classic shape within the powerboat as well? It was really important because we were absolutely certain that all the eyes from the press would re rely on on what is it that we're offering because it's it's not a discussion. We have been successful with the sailing boat, but everyone would look, ah, can they do this because they are sailors by heart? Uh, so we invested a lot of time in, in, in finding the same expression, which is a Scandinavian expression in terms of the interior and in terms of the we're so engaged to get a lot of customers and journalists to sail with us uh, when the coronavirus is, uh, is leaving that opportunity open. Yeah, we're looking forward to coming over. We were supposed to be over there in what, April, March, April of 2020, and we didn't get there. And then, yeah, we've just been in lockdown ever since. So we will be, we will get there. And I'm looking forward to having a, a ride on the Red Baron, which is your power boat. It's just such a beautiful boat. And the launch that you did, the live launch was really good. And I'd urge people to go and have a look at that and check out the Red Baron, because it is a thing of beauty, even if it's missing a sail. <laughs> um, and I think what was lovely about your launch is the, the way that you had the X-79, the original X-Yacht yeah. there uh, at that launch. And it was it was really a, a beautiful thing. How was it, the, the whole launch and the lead up to the launch? Uh, let's talk about the X-79. Actually, that, uh, that uh, connection was uh, very obvious to us because the first X-79, which was actually recovered in UK, one and a half years ago, and is now uh, available here. Uh, that uh, red color just had to follow us for for the launch of the X Power, and and hopefully also six thousand boats in forty years time on that. Uh, but the day of the launch, as as we talked a bit about Nicole, we we decided to go in with quite a high ambition. So we made forty five minutes live. Never done that before. No prior <laughs> experience, and uh, yeah, there was a few hiccups along the way. But I can tell you, we had good fun, as you also probably saw at the end of the show. Yeah, we did. And it, it's just, it was a beautiful launch, really, really well done. So um, now I'm going to ask quite a contentious question, Crane. Any plans for Catamaran? An honest and precise answer, no. <laughs> this is an argument that goes on online a lot in the liverboard community, yeah. and that is Catamaran versus Monohull. So for those who don't know, catamaran is on, well, actually you explain, you'll be much better at this. <laughs> a, a, a catamaran, uh, you have two hulls instead of one hull and that leaves you a lot of space between the two hulls. Uh, so a catamaran is a perfect bathing platform uh, and uh, and very 
uh, often used for charter in the Caribbean or could be in Croatia, wherever. So it's it's a different kind of boat that offers a lot of space, but in my terms and my perspective, Nicole, it's a summer house at sea. And I, I, I we, we have to stand by our DNA where our boat really sails really well, and that's the sailing pleasure is an important part of us. So that's why due to our strategy can be so precise and say no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. I, for me, the debate, the debate continues because obviously, if you are living abroad, it's easy to to make a case for the space requirements. But to me, it's not pure sailing, and there is something so classically elegant about a monohull, and uh, even the healing and things like that. That just it's pure sailing, isn't it? And I would also, you know how it is to work your boat in, in, in a harbor. I can tell you a catamaran is not an easy thing to <laughs> get into a, to a harbor. So in terms of maneuvering and stuff like that, it, it's a very different uh, case. But of course, the charter companies, they love it because the price per head in a cabin is extremely low. Yes, true. True. And one partnership that you struck up a couple of years ago was with a charter company in Athens that we've spent, uh, uh, well, Savvy's spent a lot of time with them over this uh, pandemic. And that's the uh, the ex-yachting sailing centre. That was a really good move. Can you tell me what uh, what how that started and what the idea was for them? I would love to say that it was a strategic move from us, Nicole, but it wasn't. <laughs> they, uh, that's sometimes how strategy appears, that they contacted us, but uh, they had actually contacted uh, three other yards, and the other yards say, are oh, they asking for eight boats? That's probably not going to turn out to anything. But we really uh, took a grab on that uh, potential case at once and, and met up with these uh, Greek guys, and then in three months' time, they bought eight of our boats with a full commitment not to buy anything else and not to do anything less than the perfect experience. And I know you met these guys, you know what I'm talking about. This is just yeah. not for fun. They're, they're really, really engaged. So, and the wonderful thing about this, when they have eight boats down there, then suddenly sailing on an exact becomes an option for many, many more people than just you and me uh, who has that option. So, so we kind of bring our brand and, and the experience of our product to a much wider audience. So, so I'm absolutely in love with that concept. It is brilliant. And so many people contact us, uh, Paul and I, about uh, sailing and ask how they can experience this type of mini retirement lifestyle. And really, the best way to do that is to dip your toe in with ex-yachting in Athens and, and try it and see if it is for you, because it is a big commitment. But it is, I think, more of an achievable commitment than people realise. What if we can talk about this, what does it cost to buy a boat? I know that's sort of how long is a piece of string, but uh, is there finance that you can get as well? Is it like buying a house? Yeah, you can say it, it varies a bit. In some countries, uh, leasing is uh, is for sure the way to, to go. But uh, in most countries, you, you buy the boat. Uh, and, and you can say in comparison to our Greek uh, friends where you can charter a boat for, let's say, five, six thousand euros for a week, then um, acquiring a boat in, in let's say a 43 feet uh, uh, size would be somewhat five six hundred thousand euros, uh, and then you um, yeah probably in ten twenty thousand euros a year to to keep the boat running. So so with with the global environment of of using things uh, much more on a shared basis, then I think we will see a concept like uh, what the Greek uh, colleagues are offering grow because you want. Uh, 
one year you want to be in the Mediterranean, next year you want to be in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. So, so the whole uh, you can say global economy where we share cars, we share houses. There is an an option uh, which I see growing for for sharing a, a high high brand product as as ours as well. So we're looking to grow the business with with our colleagues uh, down there. Of course, Corona has heavily impacted on a short term the possibility of traveling to to Greece. But these guys are firm believers in in what they're doing. So um, so they they're in it for a long run and, and look to open more bases. Yeah, and they're they're a great uh, fit with you as well from a culture perspective. And it seems that when you talk about the 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 brand and the board and the one designer who's designed all your boats, there's there's this clear culture within your team. How do you think that started all those 42 years ago? And there's no doubt that uh, a lot of the, the people that work there, they are sailors uh, by, by heart. So, so of course, there is a lot that, that just as, as myself, share my passion with my work. How, how many can do that, Nicole? That is just yeah. something that you, uh, when, when these things uh, match together, then, then you get uh, something that is very, very special. But of course, as, as this company also has grown, we are now 250 employees, will be 300, uh, 325 at the end of this year. Uh, you also need to have a lot of other skills than just be a sailor in terms of the academic background. So you can say uh, building that next level of the company and, and planning to double our turnover in, in, in three to four years time, we need to get a, a lot more than just happy sailors. We also need to get happy power boaters now. And of mm -hmm. course, uh, the skill set that uh, and foundation you, you need to build a, a company like like this one. So, but there's a lot of passion in this uh, company. Yeah, it it must be so much fun for you to to be the a, a sailor at heart and then uh, have the chance to lead this this beautiful brand. And uh, just take me through the name. How did X Yachts come about as a name? <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously it's uh, 42 years ago. And uh, these uh, uh, three founders, uh, Nils Jebbesen, his brother Lars Jebbesen, and their friend Fjord Hansen, uh, they built the first uh, X79, which is now exhibited over here. And uh, they just uh, called it the X because they didn't know what to call this uh, boat. So, um, and, uh, and, and then in, in the end, uh, they, they didn't really find a, a perfect uh, match. So the X just became the, the name of, of the boat. And, and it's such a strong recognition all around the world with that X combined with three water lines uh, that makes, um, when, when you go into a harbor, whether that is in the Mediterranean or in the US, when you see these three water lines and an X, you know, you can always uh, park your boat out on your outside on that boat, you'll never get rejected. No, that's right. And I love how so many of the boat owners have embraced that X within the name. Even yeah. Paul's first X yacht was Exodus. And <laughs> what are some of the other names that you've got that incorporate that X? Yeah, f f uh, my own boat is called Excel. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but but yeah, you can just uh, go go around uh, numerous uh, funny names here. But uh, but it is uh, it's nice with, with that X. And that's a part of the the, the work towards a baptizement to find an exit if, if you can. Yeah, that's right. And uh, what was it that that the founders hoped to do when they first started building that very first Axiom? Uh, they were actually planning to change the market uh, for, for sailing boats. So, so what happened with that first boat that was built was that it, it simply 
was uh, faster, it was more beautiful, and it was a winning boat uh, in, in its own league. So all the races participated in, it won. So, so the, the whole heritage of our company is, is basically built on high-end racing yachts. Um, so, so it was uh, close to the Formula One of, of, of sailing and for yeah, two decades, actually, that, that was uh, what the company was all about. So today the market has transformed and that has been intelligently seen by Nils Jeppesen and, and his colleagues that, that the market changed because racing was a big, big market 20 years ago. Now it's the cruising market, as we talked about previously, that you want to go at sea, enjoy your life with your family. So, so that's for sure the growing trend. So this company is transformed. So, so I would say 90% of our boats today are for a performance-oriented cruiser to go around the world. Sometimes uh, two years ago, I handed out a boat to, um, to three men from, from Malta, uh, one on 72, one on 74, one on 76. They waited for five years to buy their perfect boat an XC45, and next stop from Hersley was Valletta, 3,000 sea miles. So it's stories like that that you just uh, get amazed when you look into the customer's eyes and see how they are living out their dreams. That's right, and I think that's what really attracted Paul to the X-Yacht is that it is a it is a racing boat. The essence of it is a racing boat. So it's fast, it's nimble, and yet it's comfortable. You can fit it out for a family. We we sail around with at least four children on board at any one time, and it's comfortable, <laughs> even yeah. at uh, fifty-eight foot or whatever it is. And I think that's the the what is so special about it. But you still do races, don't you? And there are, there are a number of different events that you host throughout the year. Yeah, one of the the big things that we were planning for this spring is uh, is the Gold Cup, where we two years ago had the 120 X Yacht and 1,000 uh, happy uh, X participants. Uh, we did that here in Hellerslev. We had planned it for this year as well in the spring, and it will be postponed to the autumn. But but I can tell you that is family feeling having 1,000 equally minded <laughs> sailors around you. That uh, tends to be uh, uh, amazing. So, uh, but of course our boats are raced um, and. Uh, but but uh, majority is for for cruising. But you know all the good things we thought about building a race boat, like having a, a keel with a good stability and putting all the heavy tanks low in the boat. So so all the DNA from the racing part is still kept in the boat, and that's why probably Paul chose that boat because he still wants to sail fast and and stable. But he also wants a boat that he can live in. So what it made me really happy was to see that one of your podcasts was from the nav table in Savvy. Yes, it was. <laughs> it works. And this is the thing that uh, we always talk about is we want to live more and more on the boat because for us, the idea is not to have a, a retirement where we just stop working at a certain age. We want to have these mini retirements. And so for us, it's very important that the boat fits in with that lifestyle. And yep. what always amazes me about the boat is there's a huge amount of storage on board. You just have to be clever with it, don't you? And that seems like everything's very well engineered in that way as well. So just to now turn to you, Crane, and uh, clearly you've got a dream job there. It uh, follows your passion with the with sailing and things, but you're also very passionate about open water swimming and incredibly swim what 350 kilometers every year in the in the sea. Yeah. It, it... It seems that everything I do, it, it's a, it's around water, <laughs> and I don't yeah. know why, but but I just feel comfortable there. 
so it's I think it's five years ago that uh, one of my friends took me for an open water swim. And uh, ever since that, from the 1st of May to yeah, late September, I, I, I do a few kilometers uh, before I go to work every day. Uh, and that gets me uh, in, energized <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. to in the in the water and and also when when it is in the sea then you experience much more than you do in the inside arena so so that's an absolute passion for me you don't do it over winter there's all these uh, Wim Hof people now who are doing the winter swims that is a growing sport here in Denmark but uh, but uh, no I I did that 10 years ago but but I I need to get the kick uh, get my uh, uh, whole body uh, you can say uh, heated up for half half an hour so high intensity so it's not for me anymore no I I agree with you and talk to you about, about how you started sailing how did it how did this passion start for you uh, that was uh, I was I think I was ten years old and then I did the the classic way through all the um, all the small dinghy classes and uh, and uh, I was always very ambitious so uh, at a at a certain stage I I wrote an an email to one of the best sailors in Denmark uh, Jesper Bank he has just he just won the Olympics and then I thought oh, maybe he could use me and then I wrote him and uh, uh, probably been a letter way back then it was in '92 so not an email and said I would like to be on your team and then I got on a on a test sail with him and went on the national team for three to four years uh, before I started uh, my my family so so my my base is uh, hardcore racing but uh, today I just evolved as Hitchcock says, and I'm a hardcore cruiser today. I always go with uh, with my family or, or friends, and and it's very very rarely I I do races. I just want to enjoy the the sea now. So, yeah, that's my life today. And when how did you how did you find out about the position at Exyards? Was that did someone approach you, or was it did it become available? And how did that all come about? Yeah, that was actually really funny because I was uh, contacted by um, a, a headhunter and he said that I needed to be a little bit interested in in, in sailing because uh, the chairman wanted all the board meetings to be on a boat. So I said, that is that is really awkward. Uh, so I, I couldn't figure it out. Then I was in the car with my son. He said, of course, that exact daddy. And I was like, exact, they would be <laughs> Why, why should they call me? And then I was uh, at the first interview told it was exact. And, and, and then I met the chairman and I would say two minutes of uh, greeting and then we agreed to, to work together. That was uh, what I would say a, a perfect fit from the very beginning and been ever since, ever since. So, uh, so that is uh, the short story that my son, he uh, cracked the code of what company it was. Uh, That's so funny. And recently you bought a boat for your sons to play on, didn't you? Yeah. Basically, we bought uh, uh, it, it together. It's an X-79, so go back to the, the good old heritage. So we're currently restoring it this winter, and then my sons will have that in uh, in the harbor close to where they're studying in Copenhagen. Oh, what an incredible way to That's spend nice. your time. Nice family thing. Yeah, no, exactly. And it is nice that you can do those things. So just to, to wrap up, Crane, what are some of the things that we can expect from the X-Yachts going forward? Um, for sure, you can expect that uh, that we want to uh, keep, uh, uh, you can say, positioning our brand out there in the world, and now on on a two-legged strategy with our sailing boats, but also with the with power boats. So this is not a, a say, okay, now we invest our resources in power boat. We would go full steam ahead on both, uh, you can say, channels uh, to the market, and and a strong believers in that we will see some of our ex-customers buy X power 
uh, either because they have the X power on the side or they they yeah they go from sailing to to power boating so um, so that's a full commitment uh, that that we would keep developing uh, the the company and and I see trends as we talked about around us that uh, makes our strategy uh, yeah come through even stronger in the coming years. Thank you very much, Crane. I would really recommend that anyone who is interested in exploring an alternative path in life, and it can be done with children depending on their age, just to consider chartering and just really experiencing what life is like, because it's not easy, is it? It can be, it can have its challenges, but that's part of the charm, I think. Yeah, and that's a wonderful thing about the, uh, at least about the sailing boats that uh, you are always uh, on on your toes because you're always racing a little bit, Nicole. I guess you know that from Paul. If there is another boat on the side, you never ever want to be left at second. So, so it's a, a little race always. Yeah, actually, just something I remembered just now actually is I read a book years ago called See Jane Win, and they analysed the these highly successful women over many years, and they tried to work out what it was that made them comfortable, confident, successful women. And there was one thing that all of them had in common, and that is that they'd gone camping with their families when they were young. Now, I've always thought about this with sailing because sailing's kind of like camping on the sea in a way and what they said the reason was because when you're camping often there's storms there's critters and animals that you have to deal with there are problems that you have to face together as a family and sailings like that you've got the elements to deal with you've got things that go wrong you've got the weather obviously and and the boat issues i'm sure paul's always tinkering around, around with something and this i think is is the beauty of sailing it gives people who can't sit still like yourself and Paul, something to tinker around with while being on holiday. <laughs> it's really, really funny, Nicole, because I often compare sailing to camping. The huge difference is that the, the journey between the, the sites is the even more wonderful part where I don't think always the journey with the, within the camping sites is, uh, is as wonderful. So here it's all about the journey. So that's why I prefer yeah. sailing compared to camping. Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, although our, our journey always starts and ends with an airport, which is not so fun, but uh, the journey on sea is always much more uh, pleasurable. Uh, Crane, thank you very much for your time. I've really enjoyed that. And uh, we're, we are out there flying the flag for X yachts and we'll do so happily because we're huge fans. So thank you very much. Thank you. You're the best salespeople we got. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Oh, that was really interesting, wasn't it? And I would really urge people just to think about it and think about how you want to live and, and, and an alternative way of living, which I've found incredibly rewarding both for uh, myself and Paul and also for the children. So do check out X Yachts and X Yachting in Athens and uh, yeah, check out Holiday. So thank you very much and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please support us with a like, comment, subscribe and share. And you can always join the conversation live across my YouTube, Facebook and LinkedIn pages at 1pm every Thursday. See you there soon.